Thank you for listening to this message from Forward Ministries. We pray it blesses you, encourages you, and inspires grace in you today. You can visit us online at forwardministries.org. Because Jesus is good. He's amazing. It's powerful. It is powerful. And and what I want to express today is, is the transforming power of God. It's for everybody. It's for the world. There's not one person disqualified to receive from God. All we say is yes. So what I want to share today is is self-worth. We all probably all know what self-worth is. But I think self-worth is so important because it is where we live from. Our life is driven by it. The choices and our actions, it's at a heart level what we believe about ourselves. And, and before coming to know Jesus, and, and before coming to know everything that he had done for my life, you know, my, my, my self-worth was as far as it could go. I didn't have any. I didn't, I didn't have anything to even attach to my worth. I wasn't great at anything. I wasn't fantastic at nothing. <laughs> I was just average, you know, kind of felt like I was average at whatever I did. I don't think that was a blessing for me because it kept me from looking to those things to try and determine my value and my worth. And, you know, it was when I came to know Jesus and his awesome love and what he had done for my life, it transformed me. It, you can't even put it in words what the love of Christ does in a life. He, he, he spoke his acceptance of me in the midst of all my sin, in the midst of all my destruction. He spoke the truth. He revealed to me that I was forgiven of past, present, and future sins because he paid for it once and for all. That's what the Bible says. Once and for all, Jesus paid for it all. And we walk without that if we don't not just know that truth, but it's, it's real and it's a reality. Then we will walk our lives in condemnation and feeling less than. But I'm telling you, there is power Power when you know your worth. Knowing that I'm worth the blood of Jesus. 
when he carried that cross, he thought of me. He thought of you. He thought of every single person. It's that powerful love. And I like how my roommate explains to some people. He says, you know, there was a man who was born and he came and he lived. And all he did, he just loved people. And he showed people how to love each other. And he shared the truth. And that's all he did. And they murdered him. They murdered him for showing love. He was the very Jesus. And then he says, Jesus. And most people, oh, oh I don't want to talk about Jesus now. Because we have attached Jesus to a father who he's not. See, religion has twisted the image of who God is. And it's, and it's not good because you, we cannot trust a God who we don't know is good. And, you know, the sad thing is for my life was that the very truth that transformed me, and I'm going to be real, is the one I forgot. for most of my, my walk. And I'm not saying I backslid. I'm not saying I fell away. But I forgot what transformed me. I forgot what was driving me. You know, when I received that love, I woke up so many days dancing. <laughs> Nothing had changed out here. But everything had changed in here. See, this isn't just information. Information is not what transforms you. It's what goes in here. You can know everything up. I, I did crazy, didn't I? <laughs> you can know everything up here. But if it's not in here, then it's not going to be powerful. It's not going to be transforming. We have a gospel that has been, it's been misused and taken away the power. Taken away the transforming power of the gospel. Why? It's religion. That's why I get fired up because people are hurting. People are hearing the wrong message. Because he's my daddy. He's my father. He's my God. And it hurts me. It hurts me for people to talk about him in a way that's not true. And I forgot. I forgot the power of the gospel that transformed my life. Because what happened was I began to get my worth and my value from the world. One way, some ways that we do that is we look at our, we look at our bank account. We look how much money we have. 
And that dollar amount, whether it's low or it's high, sometimes makes our worth go up or down. Is that not true? I'm in the negative. Woo! (laughs) My worth's down here. Money doesn't determine your worth. The blood of Jesus determines your worth. And we look for other ways. We look to, to relationships. We look to a spouse. Or if we're single, we're looking for that person to fulfill us, to bring us worth. Or if you're married, sometimes we'll look to the other person to bring us worth and value. But that doesn't determine your worth. The blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus determines your worth, your value. Because it's constant. It's unwavering. And it'll never change. See, we look so much to things out here. These things go up and down. They are not constant. The person you're very looking for sometimes to give you worth, what happens on their bad day? If you're looking to that person to make you feel worthy, to make you feel valuable, you're going to be sadly disappointed. Because the world will always disappoint you. It will never satisfy the very need that you were created to have. And that was to get your worth and to get our value from him alone. And so what I'm going to show you today is how we get our value and our worth from from him. Because maybe you don't know how. And I forgot it. I forgot the very thing. I know I've said this a dozen times, but I forgot it. And my, I am so happy right now because he, he reminded me. He reminded me my value and my worth. And I'm dancing again. You know, so many people say, you know, you hear it all the time. I'm sure everybody's heard it. Well, you know, when you receive Christ, yeah, it's going to be happy. It's going to, you're going to be on the honeymoon, but that won't last. Who, where does it say that in the Bible? It doesn't. It's not in the Word. It says go from glory to glory, not disappointment to disappointment. I want to believe that. My best days are ahead of me. Not because of anything I've done, because of what he's done. You know, Romans 5.5 says that hope does not disappoint. Many people confuse hope with wishful thinking. They're not the same. And, And it says, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out. So our hope is not in the future. Our hope is in what something's already happened. It's in the past. It's on the cross. It's remembering daily what he has done. And your life will be transformed. You'll live for God more accidentally than you ever meant to on purpose.
That's what love does. It's not a work. It's a joy. It's enjoyable <laughs> to be with the king. His presence, if we, if we receive him, if we believe upon his name, when we accept Christ, he comes and dwells inside of us. So everything that is his is ours. And we can walk in that. And it's a beautiful thing that we don't have to look to the world to make us feel valuable, to make us feel worthy. It is so freeing to be free from that. I'm free from me today. It's, it's fun to be free from you because we're our worst enemy. We beat ourselves up more than anybody else, generally. I'm tired of running on the hamster wheel of life, trying to please people, trying to perform good enough to get my worth and my value. I'm sick and tired of it. And I'm tired of religion teaching that. Religion gets, gets people to focus on their faults, on their shortcomings, on their disappointments. But Jesus, the gospel gets you to focus on what he's done and what he's made you as a new creation. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. The things that we believe about ourselves are not true unless it lines up with who Christ is. Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's so beautiful. What happened for me was because I began to lose that transforming power was I detached love from the very truth that transformed me. And any time we detach love from truth, it just becomes information. It's no longer has the power that it brings. You know that word power, it's dynamo, it's dynamite. It's exploding power of Christ. Oh, it's so beautiful. It is so worth it to not get our value, to not get our worth from the world. It's so freeing. And it's for everybody. Not, there's nobody left out. It's for everybody. It is, it's so awesome. It's beautiful. I want to go to a scripture, Hebrews 1.1. If you have your smartphones, your Bibles, Whatever you got, go to Hebrews 1.1, 1, 1, and we're going to go to verse 3. Is anybody getting anything good out of this? All right, so it says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days... He has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. And I'm going to read verse 3 out of the Amplified. It says, this is talking about Jesus. 
right? He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being the outraying or radiance of the divine, and he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had, by offering himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. And why, you may ask, why is this important? Why is it important to know that Jesus is the express image of the Father? It's because if we're going to get our worth and value from somebody, we got to know them. We got to know what they're about. We got to know how they walk, how they talk, how they treat people. Right? Are you going to try and gather your worth and your value from somebody who's mad at you? You're probably going to stay as far away from that person as you can. And what is religion teaching? My Bible says that he's no longer holding our sins against us. That's what my Bible says. My Bible also says in 1 Corinthians 13 that he's no longer keeping a record of our wrongs. So why are we holding on to it? Why do we hold on to our wrongs? See, when we see Jesus, the express image of the, our father, our daddy, our papa, then we will trust him. You know, our vision is to inspire people to trust God. That's what I hope to do for you today. Not through me, but through the word that dwells inside of me. My family knows that this is not me. This isn't the old man. This is Christ in me. He is our only hope. We have to know who Jesus is. We have to know that the image of the Father can't be taken away from who He is. I, I shared this in the first service, but many people have heard me use this illustration. And when I was in Bible college, I wrote Jesus on every single page of my Bible. Because I believed everything from Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation was about Jesus. All of it. So every time I, anytime I would read the word, anytime I would read anything, I would look, this is about Jesus. Now I may not understand everything, but this is about Jesus. And that's what Hebrews 1.1 was talking about. It talks about the prophets. See, what happened was prophets were revealing a, a piece of God, a time at a time. It's like putting puzzle pieces together. Jesus came. He was the complete puzzle. He was the complete manifestation of who the, what the Father looked like. And that threw the Pharisees way off. <laughs> they were like, no, this ain't happening. 
this is not what God looks like. But they were deceived. Even when Jesus healed people in front of their eyes, they still chose not to believe. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Lazarus getting raised from the dead after being dead for four days. What happened? They wanted to kill him. They wanted to murder him. Man, Jesus, it's all about him. We have to see him for who he truly is. So we can walk in that trust. So we can gather our value and our worth from him. That is the transforming power of the gospel. You know, Romans 1.16 says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for unto it is the power unto salvation. And in it, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. What does that mean? It means that the good news, the truth of what Jesus has done, what he's done in our lives, and what he's made us able to walk into, that is the power. That you, if you have believed on the name of Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. Whoo, that gets religious people mad quick. Because <laughs> religion's about what you do for God. But the gospel's about what God has done for you. You look at it. Every single religion in this world is all about setting up a table before God. But I'm here to bring you good news that God has set the table before you. Amen. See, God serves. God loves serving. He's all about it. There's so many stories of Jesus serving it was a heart of compassion, a heart of love. Washing the disciples' feet. You know, washing the feet of anybody was considered to be the lowest of low servants. Woo! <laughs> Jesus chose to be in that place to serve. Yeah, he was the king. He was the express image of the Father. And he walked the way that we can possibly walk. See, a lot of people, and we do this, we say, ah, that's Jesus. That ain't me. No, that's a lie. Repent and believe the truth. Repentance just means to change the way you think. That's what we're doing. It's what love, love does. It says also in Romans 2, 4, that it's the love of God that brings man unto repentance. It's the love of God that draws us to him. Not good behavior and good works. Judgment and wrath. Whew, we have a long ways to go. 
thank God for Jesus. I'm going to read. Let's, let's go. I wasn't able to get to these last time. How much time do I got? I got time. All right. So let's go to Isaiah 53. Um, get your smartphones out, your Bibles. If you've um, never read Isaiah 53, hold on. You're about to. This is the, the clearest explanation of the gospel. It's way better put than what I'm saying. Because it's, it's the word. It's the word of God. It says it way better than I can say it. Um, all right. So let's see here. I'm going to start at verse 1, and I think there's 12 verses. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time explaining each verse. You can kind of, you got the Holy, if you've believed in God, you got the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, ask, ask for him to come in. Believe on Jesus, and he'll help you understand this truth. Because this is the transforming truth. And like I said, when Paul mentioned that I'm not ashamed of the gospel, this is the gospel that he's talking about. This is the power unto salvation. So verse 1, it says, Who has believed our report? Um, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who's going to believe this? this? Our news for the world should be so good that it's unbelievable. Like, nah. Nah, he wouldn't. Nah, that's, man. It's called the too good to be true news. There's so much bad news in the world. I think we need some good news. <laughs> we need some good news. And it all, where it says, has, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? That arm is talking about the power talking about the power of God <laughs> it's saying to who has this this message this gospel been revealed to who has this power of God been revealed to um, and if you read and we're not going to take time to go there but if you read in 52 the chapter before it was talking about salvation being brought for everybody because it existed to where God would just be among the Jews, you know, before Jesus came. And this is the news that everybody's going to get to see Jesus. Everybody's going to get to see the God and everything that he's about. Let's go to verse 2. It says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as root out of a dry ground. Um, and he has no form of comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. What that's saying is, if you would have saw Jesus, you wouldn't have expected him to be a mighty king. You know, he was somebody, he was an average Joe, you know, from looking at him. Um, and it says where he was a dry root that came out of, you know, the dry ground. It's talking about where he came from. He came from Galilee, which... And, and, and Nazareth, and it was, you know, understood that nothing good comes out of there, you know. And Jesus surprised everybody. Um, and so he was an average Joe. And so this is where it gets 
really, really good. This is where the good news is. Verse 3, it says, He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has, verse 4, surely has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. Verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the, the iniquity of us all. Verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Listen to that. <laughs> I mean, I could preach a whole sermon right there. I'm going to stray off for a second. Do you know Jesus never went about trying to justify himself? Do you know that Jesus never walked around and said, I'm right and you're wrong? Why? Because he didn't need to. He didn't need to justify himself because his value and his worth came from God, came from his Father. That's what we do. I'm guilty of it all the time. Woo. Somebody says something, I, woo, that, that mind starts going, you wrong, I'm right. <laughs> but love has no need to justify itself. Love is not concerned about being right or being wrong. Love is. And Jesus was love. He just spoke the truth. And people didn't want to hear it. And so I find that amazing. This is what I'm talking about. Transforms you. Is remembering this. It's remembering everything that he did on the cross. That's why I said... This reveals, it just reveals so much about what he did. You have an imagination. You have an imagination to see good. And some people say, I can't imagine, no. What do you do when you worry? You're imagining. You're just imagining on the wrong things. And so... Jesus did not open his mouth when they ridiculed him. They spit on him. They beat him. If you're a king, get yourself off the cross. But what he didn't know was the devil got served. (laughs) 
Yeah. He sure did. He played right into the enemy's hand. See, nobody took his life. He gave his life. Because it says in Hebrews 12, 2, that the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. You were his joy. He thought of you every single second of that. And it was so depressing when he was in the garden of Gethsemane. I probably said that wrong. Who cares? <laughs> but that, that means pressed. Before he endured the cross, he was pressed. It says he was pressed so much that he sweat blood. Why would he do that? Because of, because of me, because of you, because of everyone. And I know sometimes we walk through life and we say, it's hard. It's hard for me not to get my value and to get my worth from the world. I'm just, that's just human nature. But I'm here to tell you the good news. That when you believe on Jesus and you believe on his name, you're not just, a, a, you don't just have human nature. You got God nature. I'm not just a man. One third of me is wall to wall Holy Ghost. <laughs> He's the one that speaks to me. He's the one that speaks life. You know, if, if we knew our self-worth, then the world, think about that. Because everything that we do comes out of that. You're operating in autopilot every day of your life based upon what you believe about yourself. And if we could believe the truth, there would be an explosion of life in this community, in this church, around the world. It's happening. There is good news. There's a lot of good news. I want to tell you right now in this very moment, people are coming to the transforming power of grace and love. Right now, in this very instant, people are getting healed and delivered. We were created to get our worth and our value from our heavenly daddy, from our father. I have a beautiful little niece. Her name is Madison. And I'll probably say it again because I said it in the first. But I play Barbies with her. <laughs> Not ashamed. <laughs> oh, don't, no, no, you went too far. <laughs> went too far. But I want to illustrate a point, and that is that, see, I don't think she understands or she's learned to get her value or her worth 
from her, from herself, or from other people. Because it takes, it takes to learn, you have to learn that. It's not natural to, to get our value and our worth from ourselves or from people. What happens is she's going to get her value and her worth from the one that she's influenced most by. Right? You following me? We are influenced the most by the people that believe in us. Who are you letting influence you? Are you letting the world influence you? Because let me tell you the truth. God believes in you. He really does. Every single one of you. But he can do everything. But if we're not there, to, if we don't open up our hearts, if we don't receive it, then we won't receive the transforming power that it has. He's freed us from, a, from being slaves of sin. And we're now slaves of righteousness. I don't have to walk in sin. Sin doesn't have to have power over me. Because that's not who I am. Religion is teaching, teaching you that you still have the old man. That you still got a sin nature. That's a bunch of baloney. The word says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 that you're a three-part being. Your spirit, soul, and body. Your will and emotions is with your mind. Your body is your senses. The spirit part of you is the part that we are meant to believe from. That is the part of you that God changes. So you could say, well... You know, I, I'm still this, or I'm still, you know, whatever. You're looking, you look at yourself externally. You can't judge the truth of God, what's happened in the side of you, by looking at your physical attributes. If you're ugly when you get saved, you're still ugly after you get saved. So God has given us this beautiful message. And oh, I, I, I miss going to the point with, so yes, yeah, my niece, she gets her value and her worth from the one she's influenced by. Hey, let that just stir around in your heart. Once again, I know I said it, but I'm going to say it again. Who is influencing you? And like I said earlier, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot who was supposed to influence my life. I, and it's disappointing. And it hurts. And I know we go through storms. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that God doesn't have compassion 
But what I'm saying is all things are possible if we would just believe that He's good, that He wants to do good for us. When we don't get our value and our worth from Him, we're going to be desperate. God, there's a, lot of, well, there's a lot of worship songs that say I'm desperate for God, but desperate is chaotic. We're not meant to be desperate for God. He's here. You got every bit of God inside of you that you'll ever need if you have believed on his beautiful name. And so what? What happens as a result of this is we walk through life with joy, enjoying life. And I'm going to be honest, this hasn't been the best month of my life circumstance, you know, circumstance. But this is the best month of my life because I'm understanding I get my value and my worth from him. It's the best month of my life because of what's happening on the inside, not out here. And I wish for nobody to go through what I went through, and I forgot. I forgot that it was this beautiful mercy, his beautiful love that set me free. Have you ever heard of the illustration that, you know, they... The, the baby elephant, they put the chain around its leg. And when the baby elephant grew up, that same little chain was, you know, around its leg. Nothing had changed. See, at any moment, this large, large animal could have just went boom. But because it thought and it was trained to believe that it was still in bondage, it was never set free. See, we're a moment away from quantum, <laughs> quantum leaps in our life. Quantum leaps. And it's not, you don't got to go do something. You ain't got to get somebody's anointing. You don't have to go to, to this church or, or go anywhere. You got to connect with the truth. And truth is not a doctrine. Truth is Jesus. But I just, I just want you to connect with his love and his grace for you. It's unconditional. It's not based upon whether you're naughty or you're nice. Ain't that a lie? Woo! <laughs> If God gave us what we deserve, we would be in trouble. We'd be getting a lot more than coal for Christmas. Like I said, love does not keep any record of wrong. Either God's love or he isn't. Woo, it's freeing. I walk around. Because you can't give me, you can't take from me what you didn't give me. God gave it to me. 
If we walked like that, we wouldn't be walking mess, walking in destruction. And I say that because I was. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still mess up. But the transforming truth is that your life could be amazing. Be free from that. God never intended us to be in slavery. You know, there's people in jail who are more free than people out here. There's people in jail who've connected to this truth, the gospel. And they're more free than people walking around. We don't have to fall in the pit. We can walk around it. See, religion teaches that you have to, you got to get to your lowest low before. Yeah, that is, that's a lie. You don't have to get to the lowest low to, to receive what God has for you. You can make a choice now. Man. I'm, 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 I'm ready for a generation to rise up. And we are, I believe it wholeheartedly, that we're not going to be held in bondage anymore, but that we're going to walk in confidence. And we're going to be free from the condemnation and the accusing that we bring upon ourselves. That we can walk in power. You know that the cross paid for everything. It says, he became sin who knew no sin. You know, even Jesus walking, even Jesus living the way he lived, he didn't attain his righteousness from what he did. Not even him. Even though he lived a perfect, sinless life. That's what the word tells us. He did not receive his worth, his value, his identity from what he did, even though he lived the perfect life. He received it by faith. That word faith just means trust. So that means there's hope for you. (laughs) Just like Jesus. Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that we have to receive to have power. Jesus had to do the same thing. He had to receive the indwelling of the Spirit. So, like I said, there's hope for you. Jesus was acquainted so much with us. Everything that we're going through. And so I just want to, I want to breathe. I want to breathe on the embers, the lost dreams, the lost hopes. That's what God does. He breathes on the things that we thought were impossible. I am overwhelmed with thankfulness and gratitude. This is the first time my whole family has been in church together. Wasn't because of me. Wasn't because of it was yielding. It was yielding 
to what God wanted to accomplish. See, God wants life and the best things for us more than we ever want it for ourselves. And what we do when we plead and beg with God, God, do this. I'm sorry to say, but you're not believing that God is good. He has every desire to be good to you. Every desire to be good to your family. Every desire to heal you. And he paid for it on the cross. See, when he became sin, he became everything vile and evil of sin. I want to read one last verse. I know I've gone a little bit. It's Isaiah 54. And I'm going to close with this. I'm really going to close. I'm going to keep going. Uh, Isaiah, I don't know if I said verse 9. Isaiah 54, 9. Just through verse 10. So we never finished Isaiah 53. Get out of here and finish it on your own. That would probably be good. Um, so Isaiah 54, 9 says, and remember, this is just coming off of Isaiah 53. You gotta, you can't separate the two. So to me, this is like the, the, the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you never to rebuke you again. Though the, verse 10, though the mountains be shaking, shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. When it says for, for me or this is like the waters of Noah. It's talking about the cross. Jesus took on all judgment, all wrath that God had towards sin. Not people, sin. And because of that, whew, we have a covenant of peace. It's not based upon you. It's based upon what Jesus has done. Jesus and the Father made a covenant. Religion teaches that if you, if you mess up or you do something or you're in sin or whatever, that Jesus has got to get in the way of the Father. Stop, God. Stop, Daddy. That's not true. You think God doesn't remember the cross? But we, we have this covenant of peace. That's why we, we have, if you saw the cards, God's not mad at you. No matter what. If that doesn't shake your whatever, I don't know what will. 
This is beautiful. You guys are the masterpiece of God. You're the son and daughters of the king of glory, of God. Everything that Jesus is, if you receive him, so are you. You have, like Adam said, you are a new creation. All that old junk don't belong to you anymore. God, we just thank you. We thank you for today. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to just give you an opportunity to give you a chance to say yes to the King of Glory. To say yes to the one who paid for everything so that you can walk in life with joy and peace, that you're loved, that you're valuable. And just right now, if that's a decision you want to make, I'm not going to ask you to come up here. I'm just going to ask you that in your heart, you just say yes. That's all God wants. He wants your yes. Because we have to receive. God doesn't, love is not forceful. Love is patient and kind. So just say in your heart, I receive that. Yes, I want that. And God, we just thank you for who you are. And I just thank you for every single person here for your marvelous love. I thank you that you remind people of your love every day. I thank you that the stuff that's holding us away from receiving from you, I thank you are the removed in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you that we can walk out of here and just be overwhelmed that we are valuable and worth the blood of Jesus and a mighty celebration will break out. In Jesus' awesome name, amen.